The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes, you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for Thursday, May 20th, 2021. I'm Josh Nelson. After the Chicago White Sox blew their lead in Tuesday's loss, they had a quick turnaround for a Wednesday afternoon tilt for the rubber match. Tony La Russa spoke with reporters before the game as the topic was still talked about in baseball circles on what he said about Yermin Mercedes and how he was fine that the Minnesota Twins intentionally threw at him for hitting a 3-0 home run off a position player. La Russa doubled down on his stance and also admitted that he was oblivious to what the media and fans were talking about. He even added that he was surprised that the issue was still being talked about. Well, now that we know that Larusa is oblivious, that helps answer some early questions about this season. But ignoring Larusa for a while, I think that would be good for everyone's health. It was Lucas Giolito's recent subpar stretch that White Sox fans were hoping he would buck. And boy, did he ever. Lucas Giolito turned in an ace-like performance, leading the White Sox to a 2-1 victory. 
only trouble Giolito ran into the afternoon was Nelson Cruz, of course. In the third inning, Cruz tagged Giolito for a solo home run to center field to put Minnesota ahead, 1-0. It's the 10th home run of the season for Cruz, but Cruz was the only Minnesota twin to record a hit against Giolito. Luis Arise and Jorge Polanco and Trevor Larnock all walked against Giolito, but Minnesota just had five base runners all afternoon. Andrew Vaughn in the sixth inning made a nifty defensive play to turn a 3-6-3 double play to help bail out Giolito. After the game, Giolito mentioned how he fell back to his normal self during the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings. In the seventh inning, Giolito punched out Miguel Sano and Trevor Larnock, and then Willens Estudio flew out to right field. At that moment, Giolito was at 97 pitches. Instead of going to the bullpen, Larusa stuck with Giolito for the eighth inning. A risky move because we've already seen this failed once earlier this season against Detroit when Giolito said in his postgame presser that he was out of gas and Larusa didn't notice that. But there was still plenty left in the tank yesterday because Giolito struck out Kyle Garlick, got pinch hitter Josh Donaldson to ground out weekly, and Luis Arise lined out to Tim Anderson. Giolito's day was done after 110 pitches. In eight innings of work, Giolito just allowed two hits, one earned run, three walks, while striking out a season-high 11 batters. The outstanding performance helped Giolito drop his season ERA to 4.35. Another start like that against St. Louis next week, and Giolito will be close to a sub-4 ERA, which is what we were all expecting from him. Liam Hendricks was next, and he made quick work of the Minnesota Twins this time around in the ninth inning for a clean outing on just nine pitches, striking out two. It's the ninth save of the season for Hendricks. Offensively, the lineup should have had a good day against twin starting pitcher Matt Shoemaker, who had a plus six ERA, and both righties and lefties were slugging over 500 against him. So naturally, it was Lurie Garcia that did most of the damage against Shoemaker. In the fifth inning, Lurie Garcia hit a double to lead things off. Danny Mendek laid down a sack bunt to the third base side that allowed Garcia to move to third base. The infield was drawn in against Tim Anderson, and all Anderson had to do was get lift on a shoemaker pitch. Instead, Anderson pulled an outside splitter and grounded out to the shortstop, forcing Garcia to stay at home. Now, with two outs, Adamine hit a grounder that was just enough out of Jorge Polanco's range that he had to quickly move to his right. When Polanco fielded the grounder and made the off-balance throw, Eden beat it out for an infield single. That type of hustle allowed Garcia to score, and it was a tied ball game 1-1. In the sixth inning, Jake Lamb doubled to right field to lead things off again for the White Sox. Instead of a bunt, Andrew Vaughn grounded out that allowed Lamb to move to third base. Zach Collins drew a walk, so you have the runners on the corners for Garcia with one out. On the first pitch, Garcia drove a fly ball to deep left field, which, if it was caught, would still have easily scored Lamb. Instead, it was just far enough out of Trevor Larnock's range, bouncing off the warning track. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back in the wall. Because Collins had to play it safe with the base running and stick it halfway through just to make sure that Larnock didn't make the catch, it limited Garcia to just an RBI single. That was good enough to be the game-winning hit, as Lurie Garcia was the only White Sox hitter to have a multi-hit game. Yoan Mikata went 1-for-2 with two walks, and Zach Collins went 0-for-2, but he also had two walks. With the 2-1 victory, the Chicago White Sox are now 26-16. and After the game, Lucas Giolito was asked about the situation regarding Tony La Russa. Giolito said, quote, No negativity. We all support your mean. We love home runs here. That's it. We're going to move on. End quote. Well said from a player's point of view. Yes, I know what you are speaking of. No, I don't want to talk about it. Yes, we love our teammate. Yes, we love hitting home runs. We are now on to New York. We'll preview that upcoming series in the Bronx on Thursday night's Sox Machine Live. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Machine to watch or wait after the live stream to listen on the podcast feed afterwards. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Without a White Sox game today, let's move over to the action down in the minor leagues. The Charlotte Knights lost an extra innings to Durham 5-4. Nate Nolan hit a three-run homer. Luis Gonzalez went two for four. Overall, the Knights hitters struck out 19 times. 19 times. Starting pitcher for the Knights was Mike Wright, and he went six innings pitched, three hits allowed, one earned run allowed, walked just two, and he struck out nine batters. The Montgomery Biscuits bashed the Birmingham Barons 16-4. Barons starting pitcher Cade McClure allowed nine earned runs in one and a third innings pitched with two walks and a strikeout. Alec Hansen went one and two-thirds innings, only allowing one hit, one run, which was unearned, three walks and four strikeouts, so progress. 
Craig Didilo hit his fifth home run of the season, and Mike Rodolfo is starting to warm up. He hit his fourth home run of the season, going two for three, and now his season batting average is 255 with an 859 OPS. Winston Salem lost four to one after the Dash had one hit the previous night. They doubled that production to two hits on Wednesday. Luis Curbelo was one of those that had a hit going one for four. Former Coastal Carolina pitcher Jason Bylos was selected in the 13th round of the 2018 Major League Baseball draft, and he pitched well going five innings pitched, two earned runs allowed, no walks, and eight strikeouts. His season ERA is 2.45. And Canapolis. Poor Canapolis. The Cannonballers lost again to Columbia 8-2, and the Cannonballers' record drops to 1-13. Matthew Thompson started the game and pitched all right. He went four and a third innings pitched. Eight hits allowed, two earned runs allowed, two walks and four strikeouts. His season ERA is 2.70 as Thompson threw 79 pitches in his outing. DJ Gladney and Brian Ramos both hit doubles. Benjamin Bailey went two for four. I'm not going to share their season batting averages or OPS because they are depressing as hell. But hey, tomorrow is a new day for the young cannonballers. Around Major League Baseball, after I neglected to mention Spencer Turnbull throwing a no-hitter for the Detroit Tigers after Tuesday night's game, he didn't even get a chance to enjoy the spotlight for more than a day. That's because Corey Kluber pitched a no-hitter against the Texas Rangers last night. Kluber in nine innings only allowed one walk to Charlie Culberson. And in a 101-pitch outing, the Klubot struck out nine batters. It was that vintage Klubot work that we were used to seeing from him when he pitched for Cleveland. Luckily, he won't pitch against the White Sox this weekend. Scores around the league, Cleveland edged the Los Angeles Angels 3-2. The Indians are 23-18 as they remain two and a half games back of the White Sox in the American League Central. The Kansas City Royals beat the Milwaukee Brewers 6-4. The Royals are now 20-22. Jack Flaherty is 8-0 to start the season as the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 8-5. Max Scherzer outdueled Jake Arrieta as the Nationals beat the Cubs 4-3. The Red Sox exacted their revenge on their loss last night against the Blue Jays, winning 7-3. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit a walk-off as the Braves beat the Mets 5-4. The Marlins didn't blow a late 3-1 lead this time as they win by that score against Philadelphia. Tampa won another barn burner against Baltimore, 9-7. The Rays are just a game back of the Red Sox for first place in the American League East. The San Francisco Giants still have the league's best record as they blink the Cincinnati Reds 4-0. The Giants are 27-16, a half game ahead of the White Sox. But here come the Padres, though. They are now 27-17 on the season as they shut out the Rockies 3-0. That will do it for this White Sox wake-up call. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Machine. If you enjoy our work and want to help support us, visit patreon.com slash Machine as we have several different tiers of support starting at just $2 a month for exclusive content, ad-free podcasts and website, and first crack at our new swag items. 
Have a great Thursday, everyone. Enjoy the day off, and hopefully we get to talk about another White Sox winner after Friday night's game. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. Thanks for listening. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.